There will always be ableist remarks no matter where we go and no matter what we hear of. And in the day and age with these ableist remarks, some of them are fairly common for many of us in the disability community, especially also the autistic community and the ones that are with physical disability, Down syndrome and the like. And it feels like kicking someone when they're down with all these ableist comments because obviously, as we know, ableism is like a stigma type prejudgment called from people that are disabled to just discriminate us regardless what it may be. Since at least one of five people will become disabled in their lives, you will want to be aware of how to proceed and be able to know that ableism is still largely unaddressed and unknown. If you are the loved one of someone with a disability, you will want to be aware of how to proceed with compassion, care, understanding and more. Today I'm here to share with you 25 examples of ableism so you can be a good friend, medical expert, family member and avoid these harm ableism comments or causes. And this is also to address what not to say and what not to do versus what to say and do towards people that are actually different from you guys. And hopefully with this video you'll at least understand and make you at least think twice about what you're doing to people with a disability, hidden or not, and being mindful of others and accepting one another so that hopefully we can make it a better world. Hi all, this, this is SB Answers. Before I begin, I want to make a quick introduction about myself before I continue on about the topic I'm sharing with you all. As you're aware or not aware if you're new, I'm SB Answers. I'm all about creating and advocating mental health videos and autistic life videos, taking you all on a journey when I'm able to share you with you my lived experiences with autism and mental health and as well as taking you on fun and game with a lot of other variety of videos like these. So if you're into any of these and more, feel free to smash that subscribe button and turn on the notification bell and when you do turn on the notification bell you shouldn't miss any future videos based on these important topics and more that I'm sharing with you today. So as you know where as I said basically ableism is quite new and it's obviously well unaware of certain people that are actually creating ableist comments to people that are different towards people. As I said before not many people will realize it it can do more harm than good obviously with all the sayings or doing towards people with different special needs and what have you. So therefore basically we need to treat people with respect and care like anyone else. So here I am today as I said to share with you all these and hopefully that will make you think twice and maybe do something. So number one is minimizing another struggle for your own comfort. We know it's hard sometimes when someone has a disability basically or a chronic illness that we can see them in pain or that we feel that they not be able to do much when we see them maybe in the flesh especially the ones in wheelchairs that many people just look at them think you know and pitying them and whatnot right but just bear in mind also for those of the ones that you bump into of these everyday struggles bad you know people with physical disabilities or chronic illnesses and that basically imagine how much harder it is for them to get on with their day and basically give them space to talk about their disability maybe or maybe finding a way how you can help them to make their lives easier for them instead of just judging and assuming that everything with them is based on they can't do this at another which will then come on to number two of the 25 ableist comments or sayings and doings that you shouldn't be doing so discriminating against them for speaking about their diagnosis challenge or accusing them of just wanting attention or trying to manipulate others these ideas are completely ridiculous and are rooted in acute ableism this is likely the hardest thing that a person has ever gone through. Sharing is a part of well-being as we know to get to know the person because obviously the person that has that physical disability, mental disability or what have you wants to be included, accepted and be acknowledged that you know, they're there for a reason. A little bit of compassion, understanding does go a long way. Three, thinking you understand how a condition affects someone without listening to them and researching their own condition. As we know, each person with their diagnosis, regardless of what it may be, will have different experiences on what they go through on their everyday struggle. And obviously, each diagnosis has complete 
risks, symptoms and the like. So therefore we need to treat person be able to just walk in their shoes once in a while and understand where they're coming from. Four, comparing chronic long-term disabilities to temporary short-term injuries or illnesses. Getting your tonsils out is not the same as the existential identity crisis or the physical or emotional challenges of facing a potential lifelong disability, however, right? So therefore, basically, in saying this, do not forever compare something that you think is more important of your disability and they remember everybody's different on each scheme of things. This is one I really hate, which is one of my you know pet peeve number five saying they should just get over it or accept it or harden up or what have you without recognizing the immense grief that can come with chronic illnesses or disabilities or even a form of mental health again this is likely the hardest thing a person has gone through and there are a lot of big feelings here that needs to be expressed obviously let the person know you are there for them instead of just saying those common sayings that i've just clearly shared with you all so to speak you know just allow tough love attitudes towards someone with a disability are not love at all just to remind yourself so assuming a person is faking an invisible disability that's another one of my pet peeves how would you know if they're faking it if they haven't even commonly addressed it to you guys already and how would you know obviously if you are not ready to actually understand them or ready to actually do your homework and do some research and walk in their shoes just forever don't assume okay no one would choose it or they didn't even choose to do their dis have this form of disability or whatever if anything some of us may be faking being well and not ill so we're quite the opposite seven avoiding interacting with someone because their disability illness makes you uncomfortable this one makes me question this though does it really make you uncomfortable regardless if you're looking at someone that does make you uncomfortable regardless if it's putting you out there try saying something like i know this must be so hard for you and ask how would be they like to be best supported many of the times who i've been talking to with people that are different towards me or my different needs versus their needs best way is we want to be talked to not talked at we want to be accepted we want to be you know involved in certain games and activities we just want to be feel loved and supported and the like we're still human regardless of our different needs and disability needs and what have you different specific things such as i can bring you some soup or i am shopping at the pharmacy do you need anything can you help you feel supportive in a concrete way for that person and then that person that you've asked them will now feel like oh yeah he or she is accepting me and that actually want to help me in a way and they might then open up to you to tell you what they want or what have you eight presuming disabled people can't speak for themselves this is another one of my pet peeves because obviously for me sometimes i felt that like in my lifetime after finding out about my diagnoses be it my mental health and everything else people are trying to speak on my behalf don't forever do so let us speak for ourselves obviously and saying this also as a suggestion always speak directly to the person rather than maybe if they've got a caregiver beside them treat them and how you want to be treated as a golden rule here to be honest with you because obviously you know what you do to us in a way will be a self-reflection on you as well as the other side of that person thinking okay they want to be treated that way they might pay attention thinking we'll do the same back in retrospect with you don't talk them down or what have you or get too smart for them because obviously you know this is one of our pet peeves some of us don't like being talking down because obviously just because they don't have much knowledge or understanding about our conditions be it like classic one me being an autistic they'll talk to you down and actually take the mickey out of you the hell of it obviously as i said before be sure to ask and never assume of how what or what they look like because obviously you never know just because they can't speak they they could have an intelligent level as high as albert einstein or something so give people a chance to be themselves nine thinking they should be able to do everything for themselves rather than offering or validating community care this one really irks me because obviously as we know individualistic culture can harm us all imagine how much it harms those who aren't able to fully function physically and mentally we could often use our hand with many things if we do feel safe to do so to ask for help or ask with disability don't shame them for not being able to do anything at all 
be the opposite, be supportive and actually, you know, give us guidance and support. If we're doing something wrong, tell us and actually show us another way of doing something that you feel deems fit. 10. Thinking those with disabilities are a leech on the system. I am hating this with a passion because to be honest with you, I'm one of the people that are not leeching the system and I'm sure as hell there's many other people with different disabilities ain't either. Basically, we have the right to live as well as you guys. We obviously deserve to live our lives the way we choose that deems fit and appropriate for ourselves and you know we shouldn't have to explain ourselves for that so enough said on that. Number 11. Inferring that someone is lazy, unmotivated or not trying hard enough to get better. This is again another pet peeve because obviously you know many people with chronic illnesses and especially with certain different mental illnesses diagnoses we get labelled that we're too lazy, we're too this, that and the other. I get that on like I used to get it on a daily you know that I'm just sitting there dwelling on my feelings and stuff and whatnot what really irks me and have some other mixed emotions and that needs to stop instead maybe think of saying that they just need to buck it up or harden up or whatever or try x and of the treatment method and techniques eat this amount of food or this type of food or do some more yoga or some other form of exercise the sheer amount of practitioners make many of us see treatments we may try basically and the research we do and money we spend on ourselves trying to get better would make your head spin believe you me we are some of the strongest people that there are out in this world regardless if we're not strong in the you know physical we could be strong in our mental state or vice versa we could be strong in our physical but not our mental state but again we're still human number 12 often physical disabilities cause mental health issues like anxiety and depression not the other way around correction it's hard to wake up every day knowing we are not able to live the life we would like to choose for ourselves right we've been taking care of our basic household tasks some of us you know we need the extra support and guidance in that part while there has been many immense historical stigma amongst some common mental health issues like depression isn't the root of chronic illness however is a clear example just to address number 13 not allowing space for the people with disabilities in your life to discuss the disability issues while expecting them to listen to your problems Okay, as we know, friendships, relationships and whatever, it doesn't work that way. As we know, it goes both ways. We need to accept one another. We need to be able to trust one another. We be, need to be honest with one another and all that important conversations. It doesn't work that way, obviously. It's all about giving and taking. Obviously, accepting one another. As I said, healthy relationships are reciprocal. If it's not, they are exploitive and well-draining for us all. 14. Ignoring the disability, pretending it doesn't exist. Again, many disabilities, yeah, mental health and physical, they do exist. Obviously, imagine it as an attempt that you're raising a person's marginalization and challenges it's also emotionally neglectful this doesn't mean however discussing it every time you see someone but ask them how they are with things regularly and if they do again need assistance how can you help them to make it better for them regardless what they're struggling with 15 concluding the person with a disability is doing something wrong if other people have recovered and they haven't again recovery is different for everybody recovery maybe isn't an option for some people you know they may already feel embarrassed ashamed or scared about this however this is otherwise known as victim blaming so do not victim blame somebody basically again just be respectful of others. Number 16. Placing less value on people with disabilities than people who can work and do certain activity. We are valuable as it is obviously we we can do things that maybe many others can't and vice versa capitalist production doesn't translate into lovability we have many types of creative gifts and often more compassion than your average joe blog 17 blaming a person on their lifestyle for creating their disability again why should you be blaming them for this again this is more of victim blaming it doesn't matter if you are a spiritual master so forever don't it's not our faults to have kind of disability that we have got basically it was there for a reason could be hereditary it could be basically a medical reason to why we've got that disability who knows but again 
don't forever blame it on the lifestyle or what have you. Number 18, thinking the disability isn't that bad or is non-existent because you can't see it with your own eyes. Visible disabilities are extremely common, however the fact that you can't see them doesn't mean that it makes it less debilitating for the ones that are living with it on a day-to-day -day basis because obviously people with invisible disabilities obviously may dwell on it, they may not, they may do, they've done hardest to actually push themselves to do what they can do for me likewise as I shared so many times before I've been trying my done harder regardless of my autism and social anxiety anxiety that I try to push myself to the best I can to do the things I can in my own strengths and strides knowing my limits as well based on what I can and can't do and knowing when to say enough is enough for myself and actually not be afraid to say no in this retrospect because obviously for most of the time with me I have been saying yes to a lot of people and I don't get, give myself time out for myself 19 telling someone to change their mind or to not identify with their own disability. Doing so does not magically make our disability disappear with the snip of the fingers or with the magic wand however basically this just leaves us feeling ashamed and not to be seen and heard obviously if you do this to us basically some of us even if we have low self-esteem issues already might end up closing off the rest of the world and we won't forever tell you so for many of us disability is part of our identity regardless of what it is so sometimes like I clearly share with you guys sometimes with myself I feel that autism is a part of who I am and what I am it's just a little bit of a me not all of it though it's what makes me me. It affects everything in our day-to-day -day living. Some parts it does for me. I sometimes have good days and bad days like anyone else. I basically will socialise as much as possible, as I said, based on my social anxiety. And then again, when it gets too exhausting sometimes or whatever, I might withdraw myself and actually try to find a way to recharge and whatever else. Yes, hope is helpful, but it does not negate to the grief that we may feel or the validity of our own experiences or condition. Sometimes we feel we have to validate ourselves based on how we live our lives, but I feel nowadays we shouldn't have 20. Thinking a person with a disability is overacting or being high maintenance for stating their needs. This one gets on my nerves because I've had this said to me over and over again based on this. You know, I'm too high maintenance, I'm too hard to care for, I'm too this, that and the other. Especially in certain relationships I've had in the past. Basically, people didn't want to understand me for me regardless. And that and saying this basically, it's often really hard to ask for help or state our own needs regardless, I believe. Because as I shared in one of my videos, I am an my own individual self. Sometimes I feel that I'm trying my very darn hardest to live my own life to the best of my own ability, regardless of me not seeking help if I need it, you know, because of fear of judgment, resentment, people pitying me or whatever maybe of the normals, you know, do towards me. But to be honest, if you shame someone for doing so, they may never open up to you again because of the lack of maybe trust, their self-esteem, and they, when they did feel that they trusted you in the first place to open up to you, regardless of what they're going through, and then basically and saying that like for me especially depending on where I am and all that again I go about going into a shutdown phase of all these different meltdowns phases versus all these other classical signs of a meltdown and shutdown when this is happening for myself especially when I felt in my being and also in saying this basically before if many people know me sometimes I'm a bit cautious around people I put my guard up I don't mean to I put my guards up and wall up around people because of what I've been through in my past life through a traumatic experience I've been through and then in saying this basically that many people may find it hard to you know put my walls down or even myself included all of that but in saying this my fearful thought for this is a suggestion is put yourself in our shoes and actually see for yourselves what our lives are like and then obviously be able to accept us for who and what we are 21 assuming that because someone is smiling laughing out that they are out there to you know have fun or whatever it may be they must be better or things are easy for them or they're just faking their disability again another one 
one of my pet peeves on this what I hear about it on the daily basically just because we're smiling and laughing obviously in your eye may look like well you know well and whatever else of what I just said but we know those two key components smiling and laughing does make us feel good everyone does it doesn't mean that we aren't struggling because maybe we are struggling we're just faking it to making it many of us maybe attempt to fake it being well or try to ignore some of the symptoms that are causing us to not function real great on a daily and whatnot you know regardless what it may be and um, many of us as I said will have some days better than others you know based on our disability 22 speaking that if a person with a disability is up for something one day they should be up for it another day sometimes with this one I want to share I've had this one like you gotta ask us because obviously someday with some form of our disabilities it can drain, drain us we need a maybe a time away from people to recharge our batteries regardless this goes for the word socialization tank this is what i'm talking about because obviously for me included i'm not sure if anyone can actually acknowledge and actually say yes this is on me as well basically for me as an autistic when it comes down to socializing basically i try my very darn hardest to get out of my comfort zone regardless yes i'm still learning certain things as i go you know facing my fears and challenges it can be really scary as well so it's just a matter of hope again as I said accepting one another for who and what we are 23 constantly making group plans that the disabled person is able to participate example you like hiking we understand and may have loved it ourselves once upon a time regardless if we've you know have a physical disability regardless but then again check and see what sort of activities will work for us for our get together once in a while because like again we need to we want to be feel included we want to feel accepted by you guys obviously i forever think we're always a burden on you guys basically you know it's just really hard sometimes when many people just exclude us from everyday activities which is a sad fact, reality that this does happen on a daily for many of us regardless myself included that you know i'm an autistic and i feel like sometimes i, I get excluded because of the misunderstandings and misgivings from people around me that you know oh just because you're this, like, you can't do this but again be sure to ask us and involve us once in a while. 24. No longer inviting someone out because their disability has caused them to cancel a lot of plans, you know, previously. This has happened to me a lot, believe you me, trust me. We hate feeling the way that this way when we do have done this in the past, me included, because obviously I'm trying to get out there again, as I said, hopefully feel accepted by others. But don't forever try and exclude us. Again, keep inviting us regardless if we have been, you know, declining all the time because there um, may be reasons behind we've been declining the invite. Maybe once in a while, if you feel the need to, give us a call, visit us at home. Um, if you see us out on the street, say hi, how are you? You know, just keep communicating up to us and whatnot. Number 25, the last one. Believing ableism is less toxic and harmful than racism, sexism, classism, etc. This part it's not. It still exists, and not many people basically see it as a being harmful and whatnot but again as i said in the very beginning of these videos that we need to hopefully remove it because obviously ableism as i said as a definition is a form of uh stigma and stereotyping against people with disabilities regardless if it's physical mental or what have you obviously this ends my video if you want to actually type in the comment section below about any common sayings or common examples you want to share that i may have most avoid as an ally to people with disabilities please share them below i would love to hear your thoughts open it up for discussion feel free to share these videos around to family and friends feel free to follow me on my social medias feel free to also like subscribe so that you can actually love what to do guys thanks for watching do what love love what do until next time sp signing out and i'll see you again soon ciao for now